Hello everyone, this is Eric Anderson, host of YXE Underground, and uh, welcome to another Walking with Lisa episode. Um, Lisa and I did walk to this location separately. Uh, we're at the loft at the University of Saskatchewan, and now we're sitting. I think it should be like sitting with Eric and Lisa. Kidding. <laughs> Walking is fun. It makes... Well, no, but that, maybe that could be next year where we just sit. Or like the over-unders on like, do they walk this week? <laughs> the answer will be no. over-under. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, the answer is usually no. Although it's really nice outside, so. I know. Yeah. But here we are sitting. Yeah, here we are. Um, Lisa, what's on your mind? <gasps> I've put some thought into this because it's been a little while just because of like the holiday season. Um, okay, what's been on my mind is the concept and thinking a lot about pivoting. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Right? And not in the way of, um, I mean, I hope these are our people, so they think of, like, Ross Geller and Friends. I was just hoping you would say right? Oh, my gosh. In the Ross, episode, yes. and the oh. couch, and, like, Pivot. yeah, Chandler and Rachel. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, along with myself, so many people in my life are making all of these different, like, pivots. And, you know, coming Ooh. out of the pandemic where that was like the word of the year right everybody was pivoting we were pivoting how we were existing where we were working how things were operating and we used the term pivot as this like reactive response right something would change and would force us to change and we would dig deep into our resiliency and we would pivot and I've been going Kate yes and that was amazing but I think so many of us forget about leaning into the pivot by choice you know, and just really like taking control of what we can and like going inward and listening to like what it is that we're needing and like pivoting based on that and not waiting for the wall or waiting for something to happen where we're forced to pivot. So being more proactive as opposed to reactive? Exactly. And I think for so long we've embodied pivot as something that we only react with. You know, we only pivot when we have to. And I'm just wondering, what happens when we pivot proactively and we use this as a way to, like, launch or take the leap? And finding a way to, like, kind of take the power back of the pivot. Why, why do you think people are, are hesitant to, to do that more proactive and, and only pivot when something has happened to them or, or a big thing has happened and it's like, oh, i got to change now or whatever? Why do you think we're hesitant? Well, I think, I mean, well, we, we know it's just so fear-based, right? And we get so stuck in this is the way things are, this is the way we've done things, or what will other people think or say. And when we really reflect on, like, what has stopped me from making the change, and it's often in hindsight, right, when we finally make the big change in our life or we take the leap, whether that be in, like, work, relationships, opportunities, we look back and we are always saying, well, why didn't I do that sooner? And I think sometimes we need to also stop and go, okay, but what stopped me from doing that sooner? Why didn't I take the risk? When, if we really unpacked it, what really is the risk? Is it about safety? Because, I mean, I think we can pivot into risk-adverse to Mm risk-adverse. Like, you know, we can still do security. But I wonder, or I guess I should say I wonder, like, I know how much of it is often caught up in, like, conflict avoidance and people pleasing and worried what other people will think say or do and we're once again kind of neglecting what it is that we need to do for ourselves that's that's interesting i i'm just thinking about when i decided to leave cbc i like i I had a i had a, a good job there but i 
I was realizing like I, I needed something different. Uh, I needed some work-life balance, but I, I needed something different. Um, but I was I was very conscious of like how are people going to perceive this, especially like within my journalism realm. And it's like it's a big thing because it's like I don't want to disappoint people, or I don't want like like how could you leave, or why are you doing this? Like yeah, there's a lot of outside noise. I don't know if that's the right term, but yeah, yeah. it is outside noise and just. When we are, it's, yeah, like, and I mean, this is so relatable to me, but it's like when we're like, in a way, walking away from the box that we put ourselves in. So when you talk about like journalism, that's what you were trained in. This is what you were doing. And now you're taking a leap into something else. Well, you're not walking away from the skill set and what you did. You're just running towards something else and hopefully something better for you and not motivated by the grass is greener. That's not what it's about. It's not a thinking like, oh, everything's better. Everything's just by doing something different. It's just simply, but you know, what is where I'm staying serving me and what do I actually need and want and desire and what am I looking for? Are those questions that you've been asking yourself lately? Oh, yes. Good lead question. Um, but I, And I say that that's so relatable because I know I'm in my own transition, right? I think when people listen to this, is it Thursday that's, yeah. right? So when yeah. they listen on Thursdays, so it's like the day before. But, um, you know, I'm leaving my position at the University of Saskatchewan, which I've been here doing social worky style jobs. And I'm starting a new chapter with Rock and Bloom with client and account management. And, you know, for many people who maybe aren't as aware or haven't, you know, really unpacked things I love to do, they're like, whoa, like plot twist, which is often comes with pivots. But it's also about like leaning into my own values and what it is that I'm looking for and wanting to do. And I had a wonderful mentor and friend that's kind of helped me navigate this change. And she just said, congratulations on showing another way that social work can be a diverse profession. And I thought... How did that make you feel? Like, just so validated, because it's like, we never want to, like, abandon maybe our roots or the education that we've had, and I don't feel like I am. I think I'm taking all of this experience and bringing it to a newer organization that I'm just thrilled to serve and work with. Yeah. yeah. But it, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about sort of being in the, in the box that, you know, it, the, your, your social work world... And when I was at CBC, my journalism world, and then all of a sudden it's like you get out of that and you're trying to, but it's, yeah, it's a big thing. Were, were, was this, um, not to get too personal with you, but like, was this, was this something like the, the questions you were asking yourself, did it just, did you just sort of wake up one day and be like, ah, like start thinking about things or was this building? Was it a slow burn? I think it was more, if I'm going to be, you know, real, it was definitely like a slow burn because I've always struggled with that singular identity of, you know, social worker or like, you know, what does I do? And knowing that I, I was evolving and not wanting a frontline work, but also very passionate about the work that I have done and the experiences I have had. But to be honest, like I just gained so much through the conversations I actually had with Heather Adams. So the CEO of Rock and Bloom and just really not pigeonholing myself or just the questions that she would ask us to like, okay, but like what next or where to, or you know, one thing doesn't just have to be one thing. It can be many things. And, you know, she, like, unbeknownst to her, because at this time, she had no idea that this is where I would end up or that I would, you know, want to come work there, you know, apply to work there someday. But just really that introspective work on what is it that we want for ourselves in our life. And when you remove that fear factor, I think we 
get to have the plot twist that we want. When you when when a person is and you can use yourself as, as an example or, or just or just share your overall wisdom that you have. Um, when when a person is thinking about pivoting and they're asking themselves those questions, is it like at, at what point does it make sense to start asking maybe those closest to you like, hey, I'm sort of thinking about this, like what what do you think? It is or or do you does it make more sense just to keep it within yourself? What a delicate balance, right? I think, you know, first we need to be introspective. Like we have to start with ourselves, And I think it just has to be about, okay, what am I, what am I wanting? What am I needing? What am I missing in, in all aspects? Because the biggest compass I use is, am I running away from something or am I running towards something? Because those are very different. If you're just running away from something, I mean, you're more apt to kind of end up in that grass is greener mentality and it's not greener, right? You're just needing a change or you need something different or maybe you don't want to work on what is versus when you're running towards something and and when you can really feel that, it's like, no, these are the things that like light me up. This is how it meets my values. This is what it needs. These are the changes that I'm seeking, but also not... um, putting it on a pedestal, whether that be a person or a job, right? I think it's so quick for us to get so caught up in the, oh, but everything here is magical. Like, it's never that way, right? So when we get into that magical way of thinking, like, slow your roll. And then when it comes to the external advice, and, you know, Brene Brown did such a beautiful summary of, she knows that she has not done the internal work, and this is me totally paraphrasing, um, when she's polling other people for their opinions, right? And I think back to my own self I'm like oh my gosh it's true when I haven't really sat in myself to go okay what am I really wanting or what is this about I start polling right and I'm, I'm like looking for that confirmation bias of like I want people just to like rally behind me and be the echo chamber and tell me what I want to hear and we don't want to get stuck in that but when you're really like seeking the advice of your closest support I, I think it's wise to do so because they're going to see things that you don't And, you know, in my personal example, when I, you know, shared this opportunity and it was deciding what to do, those closest to me were just like, oh my gosh, like, yes, like full body, in the words of our friends, Adrian Van Gogh, right, that full body, yes. And that's how it felt for me. So it just affirmed what I had already unpacked with myself as opposed to like, oh, I I, I didn't feel that or, oh, do you think so? Are you sure? And I wasn't seeking external validation for my decision. I was just inviting other people to give me some things that maybe I might have overlooked or missed. And, and it's always helpful to, to lean on our support. That's what they're there for. Yeah. When, um, did you, did you have any support where it was like, like any questions that were like, made you stop and think like, it, like not harder questions, but just ones that like, Oh, I hadn't thought of it that way or whatever. And, and is that okay? As opposed to there, there's, there is a part of me. I ask this because there's a part of me like, that would want people just to be like, oh, no, that makes total sense kind of deal. But if they were to ask me harder questions, I guess that gets you thinking. But maybe that's not a bad thing, is it? It's not. And I think, though, we have to just be mindful of, like, what is it that we're asking, right? And I think often we'll go to people like, hey, can I get your advice on something? When what we're really saying is, can I get your support on something? Yes, yes. And that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. and so I, I know for sure that when someone's coming to you for advice, It's always helpful to say, and I mean, just like in relationships, and we've talked about this in past episodes where it's like, you know, can I, can I give you some things to think about or, you know, oh, like this sounds exciting. Do you, do you want some 
honest feedback and thoughts? Do you, you know, want my support? Because I don't want to be out of line right now in a very challenging time for you because our anxieties creep up and then we can get defensive and then we're like, oh, you never want what's best for me or oh, you're always so negative and the other person's left, I, I thought you asked me for advice, right? So I think when we're going to our support team, like we need to be very transparent with what are we asking them and be clear, like this is the opportunity. I want some opinions that I trust the most. I want your thoughts. I want some great questions that I should be asking myself um, or I've made a decision. I'm doing it. I'm not changing my mind. I just need you to give me the hype and just tell me that I've made the right decision. You know, and I've done both of those and it's amazing how fulfilling it is to get what you need because you've asked for it, right? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, this is a very dorky question, but I'm wondering, like, especially with, with the, the pivot that you are doing now and the thought that went into it, um, we're like you're a very busy person and you have two young kiddos and you have uh, a husband who is you know selling out venues across Saskatoon and and like because um, he's amazing uh, at the music um, like where do you find time to do the thinking oh my gosh I mean you have to carve out the time anytime and it, it is it's like the power of that pause right but when you quiet the outside noise, you've got time. And so sometimes it's about when I'm driving from work and about to pick up the kids, turn the radio off and turn off the podcast, not this podcast, <laughs> but allow the quiet. Mm -hmm. And we have time in our days when we consciously let quiet in. But I think so many of us are just filled with so much noise for many different reasons, and that's a whole other topic. But we have to consciously choose quiet to let that thinking time come in. Now, is it limited? Sure, I mean, I don't have as much time as I used to. Um, but, you know, at our house, we've been lucky to prioritize bedtime and early sleep time. And so, you know, the kids are still young enough, they go to bed early, and I have that time. And so I can choose to binge a show on Netflix, which I still do, or I can choose to just reflect on a couple of things. But I just find in the daytime, really carving out time for quiet allows some of that thinking to happen. And it wouldn't otherwise. You're very wise. Um, and I told you that before, but um, I'm, I'm so excited for this pivot that you're, yeah. Me too. I, I mean, change is hard, but change is good. And I'm, I'm thrilled for the opportunity and for the organization that I'm I'm going to work for and just their core values that are so aligned with me and just getting to do the work that I'll do for the clients that they serve like I'm just really excited to learn and there's going to be a steep learning curve and I'm going to have all of the grace and compassion for myself in that but um, they were willing to take a chance on me in that plot twist and so I'm I'm just thrilled to step up. Is it exciting knowing that like the you're going to be learning so much in, in like a short period of time. Is that exciting? Yeah, I mean, the dopamine rush is real for yeah. me. I mean, this ADHD, like my ADHD brain is like, oh my gosh, new, shiny, grow, <laughs> learning. Um, and I love it. I love to learn. I mean, I hate sucking at things. So like, the suck is going to suck. Um, but I mean, that's just being honest. Yeah. I mean, I don't thrive not knowing, but I know that going into it. So it's just going to be a matter of asking questions and figuring it out and doing the work and embracing the suck and those, you know, FF 
tease, as Brene Brown says, with the frigging first times. She uses a different F word, but I won't. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Then I have to stop an E on this episode. I know, right? This is not explicit. Oh, that's that's really interesting, Paul. Um, thank you for carving out some time for me today. Um, and I'm so I'm so excited for your for your new adventure, and can't wait to hear how it's going. But thank thank you for sharing not only like like you said like pivoting is so interesting, but then sharing your own experiences too and what you're going through. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you.